Rachel. My beloved Rachel. How long has it been since she died? A year? A century? More? My mind keeps slipping. But some things I know. I am Connor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. And once, a very long time ago, I was a Highlander. Get off my land. Welcome to the Highlander Rewatch podcast, the podcast where each and every week we talk about another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. It's, and, it, you know, some things Scott and the United States have in common. Get and off my that's land. That's true. Get off, off our land. my property. That's right. Uh, welcome to episode three of our Highlander Ngame coverage. Uh, so if you've missed the first episodes, we urge you to take a look back. Our first episode, we did a trailer reaction, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, in our first episode, we gave the dates and deets about all the actors and producers and writers and everybody involved, the producers, the, the, uh, the alleged, or no, not alleged, convicted, uh, convicted rapist. rapist. <laughs> That's right. Harvey Weinstein, um, his grubby little mitts were on this movie. Uh, anyway. But here we are uh, on episode three, uh, getting into the meat of it now, right? Because we we barely we barely scratched the surface in our second episode. Barely gave it a little tickle. That's right. A little tickle. But before we do that, uh, we're gonna read some reader mail, uh, which is exciting. So it's always tricky when we get uh, emails when we wrap up like our series coverage because then we're about to launch into the movie and like I don't know. Sometimes we don't get to read them for a bit, uh, so we thought we'd just read two on this episode. Uh, so we're we're still keeping up with the reader mail. Uh, so this comes from Carrie T. Uh, and the subject of the email is just respect. Uh, so respect. These, these are not, that's right. These are not uh, end game uh, specific emails, but we're more about uh, us wrapping up our uh, coverage of the series. So, so Carrie writes, um, I regret that I did not get this out in time, but to answer uh, your, you guys question from the last episode, the shows that you did, there were either parties or just you guys being goofy were great. Oh, yeah, because we were wondering, we're like, people must hate these, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So Carrie writes, she says, uh, my son who listens with me when I uh, when we drive made me replay over and over again uh, as Kyle killed his vocal cords yelling respect and podcast. Uh, So that's great. Two years of podcasts. (laughs) Uh, We really found that whole bit hilarious, especially as he morphed into the macho man. Uh, Honorable mentions, of course, were Slan the Cat. Uh, and Aimenbot. Congratulations, Aimenbot. Oh, Aimenbot. Yeah. Uh, we really enjoy all the time and silliness that goes into the podcast uh, about a show we all love from the 90s. We can't wait uh, for the endgame coverage. Hey, here we are. Uh, hey. And we will actually be wa- re-watching The Raven with you guys as I own it, but have literally never watched it. Me too, Damn. basically. Uh, don't lose your head and treat her with much more respect. It's respect. Oh, thank you, Gary. That's good. I'm I'm very glad to hear somebody liked uh even just one person like that stupid shit we did. Yeah. I think I saw some other people say they liked it on Yeah, some on other people did. So that was Fas, fun. Fast book. Yeah, maybe we'll have to torment people and do one of those again. So. Yeah. Amen but <laughs> I moved into my girlfriend's house so Amen but is cold on the trail. Oh, interesting. Or is Amen Bot in heaven? I don't remember the lore of Amen. Uh, no, I, th- I think. Or you, was I in heaven? I think you're now. in heaven, and no. I think we're talking to Amen Bot now. So. No, right. I yeah. think we. It, uh, Amen came down from back down from heaven at one point and pulled <laughs> yeah. him through because Amen Bot right. had killed him. Oh yeah. right. I think is where we landed. We've There's got some, a complicated mythology, yeah. just like Highlander and Game. Yeah. We got to go back, and that's a bad improv because there's no way I would have. I I am going to heaven when I when I die. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. gonna do that. Uh, Very good. Uh, we have a second email. This is from uh, Lisa. Uh, Lisa F. Uh, Lisa. She says, 
Hey guys, uh, something you said in your series wrap up really resonated with me. The reason you're hard on the series is that Highlander taught you to think about ethical questions in a deep way, which then allowed you to go back and ask whether the series could have handled those issues better. I loved Highlander in high school and college. Years later, my friends and I still discuss certain episodes, wondering if the characters could have chosen a different way to resolve morally gray situations. We bonded over those Highlander debates, but all through the rewatch, I struggled with episodes and characters that felt way more racist, sexist, or abusive than I remembered. I wanted to keep loving it for old time's sake, but it felt too deeply problematic for me to love it uncritically. But you guys maybe realize that the legacy of the show is that it challenged us to think deeply and fight to make the world better. Thinking critically about Highlander and wanting uh, it to be better is part of that legacy too. Thanks uh, for helping me come back to loving the show, even when, or especially when, it falls short of its own ideals. You guys are amazing. Thanks, Lisa. That was really sweet. No, it's very nice. nice. Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Those emails mean a lot. Uh, so um, before we uh, get into, we're going to play some music videos this episode. We've got some games, of course, to play. And of course, we're going to be talking about Highlander Endgame. But first, we've got to play the catalog game. Yeah. And so the way this game works is I'm going to read an uh, item description out of the uh, illustrious Highlander catalog. And Eamon and Kyle are going to try to do their best to guess what the actual retail price of that item was within 20%. Uh, and whoever gets closest gets my respect for the rest of the episode and also gets to give their opinion first. It's very high stakes. The prize is, I don't know, very desirable, obviously. Um, so here we go. Let me bring it up on the old screen here. And so today we're going to be reading out of the 1996 catalog again, which is a catalog we haven't visited too much on this show. Look at that Stein. Look at that Stein. That's right. So today we're going to be talking about item 126, the pewter Stein. Watch the it's funny. <laughs> that's right. Uh, watch the <laughs> that's very funny, Evan. Uh, watch the firelight flicker in the curve of this magnificent pewter stein engraved with the Highlander logo as you raise your drink in honor of those who carry on. A stein so powerful, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll yeah. want to be careful what you put in it. And when you finish, you'll see the world through uh, through its glass bottom. A surefire way to keep your eye on your enemies. <laughs> wow. Wow, Dude. indeed. Epic. Epic. What an epic Stein. Yeah. So, uh, Eamon, you went la uh, first last time. So, Kyle, why don't you give us your guess on item 126, the Highlander Pewter Stein with glass bottom? Uh, I am going to guess, prorating for the glass bottom, that it's only $29.99. Wow, $29.99. Maybe, but. We shall see. Mm. Mr. Eamon, how much would you pay in 1996 for this Highlander Stein? Or how much do you oh. think they charge for it? Excuse me. Ooh, I was going to guess that price. So I'm going to say $25.99. $25.99 to Kyle's $29.99. The winner is Kyle. Actual retail price was $35. Oh, Ooh. shit. Wow. Which would make this uh, $58, almost $60 for this mug today. That's $50, I think. Well spent. <laughs> I wish it was like a cooler looking Stein. Like, I just yeah. think it's a little, like, it looks like something you'd take camping, like a like camping when, mug. Yeah. It, it, it's a little, it's a little, uh, basic. Sure. Yeah. A little basic. Yeah. I mean, but I, I like the other Highlander glassware, uh, yeah. that they release. Anyway, so there we go. There's the Highlander Stein. Great job, Kyle. You get my respect and you get to give your opinion. Mm -hmm at the end of the episode. Now, of course, we don't need to get into the dates and deets. We did that uh, on our last episode, so make sure to check that out. Uh, but we did promise that we are going to be talking a bit about Miss Lisa B's music. She was a, UK, a pop star that was like, I guess more popular in the UK, not in the US, because I believe she's from the US initially, uh, but ended up, I think, and lives in the UK now. Um, Sounding good. That's that's right, Eamon. Uh, so um, as promised, we're going to play a little bit of her music in each one of these episodes. So I've got three selections for us. This one does not have a music video, so we're just going to tease the music. Uh, but stay tuned, because in future episodes, we've got music videos. Uh, boom. It's Lisa B. It's glam. She's got jean shorts and a heart uh, thing. Here we go. Let's listen to Lisa B. Glamorize your life. Yeah. 
Damon loves it. Wham. For the delight. What a life. What a song. What a life. What a song. There this we go. Is the most generic sounding pop. <laughs> Glam. Glam. That's right. So, how about that? It's like Eurobeat techno dance stuff, right? That's what we got. I love, it. I, love I put that song on in the morning when I'm getting ready for work. That's great. Day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so uh we'll be playing some more uh of lisa b's music uh it's i don't know it's uh it's of a type right it's a genre i don't really listen to uh it's fun i suppose if you're at the club dancing it's got a beat it sounds like a song you would hear while playing gran turismo oh interesting interesting i was what thinking playing ddr description but yeah oh, DDR. okay no dance gran dance turismo. i haven't played that yeah wow how about that mm. Yeah, that game does have a lot of those. Games. Do I remember racing car games? Are those still a thing? Yeah, they are. I don't play them. There's Mario Kart. Ooh, Mario Kart. Mamma mia. Look at this action we're getting. Amen, tell us who's co-hosting with you today. Tina, my oh. doggy. <laughs> right. She's licking my face. Mm -hmm. Aw. I love Tina. It. We need more Tina content. <laughs> Tina's great. Maybe I can get her a little kilt. Oh, that would be adorable. You yeah. look quite good. She was in Highlander, the source, also. Oh, good. Oh. Very good. All right. So, uh, so to recap real quick, what has happened? What's going on? We've gotten Rachel uh, has exploded. A hot dog. Rachel <laughs> yeah. has exploded. Yeah, I guess that's all that's happened in that's the first in two. That's insane. Oh. <laughs> a hot dog has been eaten, and a character has been exploded. That's it. That's all cut. we get. Yeah. In the rough cut, a priest has enjoyed a Christmas tree. <laughs> right. That's, That's true. It. That's all we get. All right. So we're really getting into the meat of it now. So we're jumping back in. We get a title card that says the sanctuary present day. So we don't know what the sanctuary is yet, but it's mm -mm. present day, which means it's, I guess, September 2000, right? Because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, the previous scenes all took place 10 years ago. So... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know where to start with this. So we see a man who I guess we learn is Connor, who is yeah. strapped into some kind of device. It's like a medieval torture sex device or something, right? Yeah, with mm -hmm. like this metal helmet covering <laughs> his eyes. He's got like a long beard and fingernails. He's wearing like what looks like an uncolored X-Men outfit or like- I was gonna say that it is the X-Men outfit. Yeah, it like or like something a miner on an asteroid would wear, I think yeah. his, <laughs> his costume is meant to channel. Uh-huh. And he's like there's like tubes involved. It is tubes. It is, <laughs> That's right. It is crazy. Whatever yep. this is. Yeah. Nuts. And he's like, How long has it been? Has it been a year, a century, maybe more? This to me also feels like it could be the opening of a movie, right? Like with the, yeah. like, there's a now we get another voiceover like talking about like oh there's something happening here and it's like why oh, didn't we it open with this I don't know incompetence this, I don't know isn't this more interesting than yeah. like watch watch you back <laughs> yeah eat a hot dog and watch you back yeah also like I also think this would be a dumb opening but it would be by far the better of the best of the openings that we have seen sure right. yeah we just don't need multiple openings like it's yeah. it's so silly uh so this is very short but then we trigger a flashback to Glencoe Scotland in 1555 yeah. um so if it's 1555 that means that this is roughly 19 years after the last time we saw Connor in Scotland right mm -hmm. yeah like uh, when he gets banished he's about 18 years old so this is 19 years i think after that so uh i was watching this movie alone uh and my lovely wife came down the stairs just as this scene was getting started and we get to see shots of connor and she's only ever seen the first highlander film and she goes, oh my God, is that supposed to be him? He looks so 
old. Did they do that on purpose? <laughs> he looks like shit. Like, oh boy. He looks older than he is in real life. In yes. This. There's also like they have he has like doesn't he have like gray hair? Like a little bit of gray hair here? I'm like, mm. why they couldn't have brushed that out with just even some temporary dye? Like, I don't understand why like, he has visibly gray hair at all in this movie. Here's what I don't get. I watched an interview like that, like I think came on the DVD with Christopher Lambert, and he looks younger in the interview than he does in this movie. They don't do him any favors, and he <laughs> always has a haircut that makes him look old, right? In some way, like the weird bowl cut he has in the present yeah. day, like. Yep. Not just good. choices were made that really smashed the illusion that he's immortal. Yeah. Yeah. And like we said in the past, he looks like a Vigo from uh <laughs> yeah, right. From Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Interesting. Although BD they're they're about the right age, or at least BD Edney is. I looked up mm -hmm. like uh I think how old was she at the, the first movie? Uh I don't know. It, it, if she's around 18 to 20 years in the first movie, uh yeah. a similar age to Connor. She's 38 in real life, and so she should be about 40 right now. So, like, her she age looks, is tracking. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah. She looks much better than him at this age. Oh, boy. I do like that they got BDN back. Like, I think that's yeah. cool that, like, we get to see, like, I, I think it's cool that they go back to yeah. that well, right? Well, yeah. I think in your interview in, in, yeah, in your interview with her, Keith, I think you mentioned, like, or she mentioned she had to fight to, like, get her role back. Like, they were just going to cast somebody else. Yeah. What? And yes, she was like. No, uh, this is my character. Yeah. I'll, I'll be playing this. And I'm like, yes, I'm glad she did that. Right. Yeah. And again, like age appropriate for it, too. Like, yeah. it's, it wouldn't make sense to recast it. Like, nope. Whatever. Hard All right. So, what's going on here? So, we got some like angry, some angry dudes on horses have shown up to like fuck around with Connor. And he's like, get off my land. And so they tell him, that like he's a demon or whatever and they like claim that he's a witch they they want him back or they're gonna burn his mother i guess i don't even think they want him back i think they just came to inform him well that was my next note was just like i was like why are they here like they they tell him this and then just leave and i'm like yeah. huh like shouldn't they want to like kill him like shouldn't he have to fight them off uh, like if they think like, oh, maybe he's causing this from afar or like they also don't even say, did they ever say like, what's wrong? Is like, they're just like, you cursed us. And it's like, cursed yeah. what? Like, should they have said, they should have at least said like, oh, we haven't been able to grow crops in so long or our well spoiled or some yep. something to like put blame on Connor and his mother for, but they, they don't. So in like one of the scripts, they say that they have the plague and they're blaming Connor for the plague. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's like, that's not in the movie. Well, that would also make a lot more sense considering what we see with the mother later. So, but we'll get into yeah. that. So all, this guy just yells over and over again, your mother will burn. <laughs> and I just can't imagine being a human being who thinks that they're the good guy, <laughs> who utters the sentence, your mother will burn. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yep, I'm, I'm, I'm a righteous dude. So let me ask this. Let me posit this. Is this the origin of like your mama jokes on the on the schoolyard? Yeah. There could be no other. <laughs> yeah. Um, your mom is so evil that we're gonna burn her at the stake. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, they were back then as prefaces to violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh then, so after this, I guess like Heather looks on. She's worried. Connor, we get like Connor suits up, which I think is cool. Yeah. Like he, like yeah. he, he looks like a fucking hero. He's got his kilt and he's got his like the uh, cloud sword, the, the sword, mm -hmm. right? Which oh, we got to talk about the sword. Uh, so I guess Connor placed an order with the you know uh, the Highlander catalog to get a brand mm -hmm. new like <laughs> like completely out of the box shiny like his it's sword shiny. is straight up out of the catalog. Mm -hmm. It is not like a movie prop that would like look like it had seen battle or like you know what I mean like yeah. it's just ridiculous. Okay, but whatever. Uh, where where, where in the timeline? Does, deal. Like yeah, where, like shouldn't he have Ramirez's sword? Yeah, why does he why does he take that sword other than it being maybe symbolic or something? But yeah, he should have the katana. Well, I, see, I always assumed that he continued like he's got the McLeod sword. That's still him. Like he doesn't abandon the McLeod sword until he leaves his home and Heather dies. Got it. 
So he should already have it, but like yeah. I didn't have a problem with him not using it at this point. Okay. I mean, I guess that makes sense. He yeah. does like leave the sword with her body, right? So yeah. like, yeah, that's true. That's an impetus to only use the other sword. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. Mm -hmm. uh, so he goes on this, there's this like kind of montage of him riding in Scotland. Some of this looks good. Some, Some of it, there, we get like a digital sunset. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, apparently like the person riding, of course, is not Christophe Lambert. It is a, some woman is a stunt double and they, you know. Some uh, woman. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, the music here really, I like, I can't imagine how much does it cost? Like, could they not license the music from their own movie? Like, I'm always shocked <laughs> that they can't yeah. use like, and I get that they might have to pay for, even though it's like their movie, like different people have their hands in the, the pot or whatever, but like- they, they What about get, a Queen song? <laughs> just something that's like, I don't know. Why, why yeah. this cheesy, like electronic- Michael Kamen, Michael Kamen music, something. Yeah. That like, would be nice. Yeah, It would be nice. Um, also all the mods, I felt like I could never appreciate any of the vistas in anything in this movie because there's a lot of, it was like they're filmed by like a, someone on a hang glider. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like they keep on like taking weird angles and things like that that makes it look different than like I think a, a normal helicopter shot would look. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It does like fly some, like, around. Vision to like twist to the camera. Um, and they're very fast. Like everything is for some reason, again, in a 90 minute movie. <laughs> All these montages and landscapes all go by at like this accelerated pace in a way that really disrupts my enjoyment of them, even if it's otherwise like attractive footage. Sure. Well, um, I feel like I feel like the the like the the rough cut like takes more time with all of this stuff. Like the the producer's cut is just like we have to make as many cuts as we can. We have to like wrap this thing up, and it's really like jarring and yeah doesn't make for a good like coherent viewing experience no it doesn't and it makes scotland like scotland an objectively beautiful place look kind of uninteresting mm -hmm. like it was interesting we would actually spend time looking at it instead of like <laughs> right just moving on moving past it like yeah uh, I, I will also say at the end of this, like, I have a note that, like, this movie to me just keeps failing its audience, like, over and over again. And once again, I'm like, who is this movie for? Like, at the end of this scene, I'm like, why do they not like him? Like, what is what has gone wrong? We don't know what that is. That's a question. Mm -hmm. They say he's a demon. Why? Why? Do, like, if I haven't seen the first movie, you know what I mean? Like, once again, it would be great in the opening credits. Maybe we get a montage of like, what was Connor's life like before? We can show him get cast out and called a demon. Like, so we can have some background. Like, I don't know that from watching this. Like, it's just, it's so much stuff that would have helped out the viewer to just kind of have a line to recap it or a clip or whatever. I don't know. No That's good. The problem is it so relies on what you already know while still then later just bludgeoning you with awkward exposition. But it's like, you didn't need to do this because you made a bunch of assumptions along the way. And now you've now you've like negated all those decisions by including the overt exposition. Like, sure. it's And also, like you said, it relies on the audience's like prior knowledge of the Highlander like lore. But then as we will see later, we'll start contradicting that lore. So like, it's really a mind fuck. It's like, remember all that stuff you knew about Highlander? Like, you better remember it for this scene. Uh, and then we're gonna tell you it's all wrong later. Like, ugh. anyway, so we get this little montage, we get a sunset uh, and then we cut uh, that night, I guess. So now we cut to his village uh, and in Connor's mother's house. So what's going on here? So his mother is like on death's door or something, or I don't know what the fuck's wrong with her. Do we well, know what's wrong with her? It's weird. Uh, uh, uh. So you, you mentioned that there was the plague plot earlier. That would make a lot more sense if she is sick from the plague, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. But of course, we don't know that. Uh, but also, I'm so confused. Like, well, we're going to find out that she dies uh, soon. But like, I'm like, is she going to die anyway? Like, it, it, to me, it like, this, like it. the stakes yeah. feel lame because of that. Like, I mean, I get yeah. I get that she died a horrible death, but like, it just doesn't feel like he was there to save her from anything. Like her her ultimate doom is that she's going to die very soon. Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like they, they screw that up. But. She, I thought she was the water horse come to take me away. <laughs> I meant to look yeah. that up. Do you know if that's any sort of like legend, this like water horse thing? Well, at first, the answer is yes. Okay. 
it's like Loch Ness monster. Is that is that the same thing or is that different? It's well, it's a different creature, but it's like an mm. equivalent kind of mythology. Okay, it's like a like a spirit that would come and drown people in the loch was like the idea. Separate note: I was initially confused because a water horse is also a nickname for a hippo. Mm. Ah. River horse, I think, is actually what that is. But uh, at first, I was like. Do people I don't even know what hippos are? Does she think a hippo is going to drown, like <laughs> to drown her? But yes, that is like an existing mythological thing. Is the gotcha. water horse? I feel like I remember some movie that came out a, a couple years ago. That's like a children's fantasy movie. That's yes. some, like something of called, the water. It's horse. called the water horse, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. There we go. Maybe we should watch that movie instead yeah. of this movie. Yeah. It might be better. <laughs> it definitely is better. What are we yeah. crazy? Dollars to donuts, I'd say. Yeah, it's better. He's like, hey, hey, nobody come to care for you. Right, and nobody has. They're just like letting yeah, her die. Well. <laughs> yeah. Awful, but I guess it's because they're all like, what, scared of her? Again, we don't really know the reasons for this. They but... think she's going to curse their their families if they interact with her in any way. Yeah. Uh, so then he's going to like take her out of there. Uh, also, by the way, did anyone wonder where's his dad? Yes. <laughs> okay. Where's his dad? I don't, I don't know. Fair. I don't know either. Like his, this, his, once again, his... this movie relies on you knowing yeah. that he has a mother, that he was, you know, kicked out of his like clan. But then is like, we're not even going to mention all the other stuff that you are definitely thinking of right now. Uh, yeah. Right now. His, his dad was in the third one, right? Maybe. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Was this dad in the third one? I don't remember. Uh, it's just I don't weird. think so. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of Duncan. I yeah, guess. right. His dad uh, shows up a few times. I'm just like, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that also, should have been the tagline of this movie. What? His what? mom's his mom's not in the in the movie, is she? In the in first? the first one, no. Yeah, we don't see because I was curious. I was like, oh, is there a mother? Is this the same actress? No. Where no. where where was she in the first one? I mean, it doesn't matter, really, Whatever. I guess. No, like, it doesn't matter. It's, it's just strange that it's going back to this well, but it's doing it in such a poor way. Uh, mm -hmm. So anyway, so now he's going to take his mother out of the village, care for her at home. And right before he leaves, he gets, I guess, the buzz, question mark? Uh, this is I, our first. Yeah, I think right. he's not sure, but we come to find, yes, he is getting the buzz. Right, and the door gets busted down, and who Ooh. shows up but Mr. Uh, Priestman uh, and- priest and his son jacob kell uh so we, we can watch that clip if we'd like i don't know uh, yeah, sure, do that. sure jacob jacob kell how many times is jacob kell said in this movie <laughs> why are we too many yeah jacob kell jacob kell i i vouched for you at the uh... there's our buzz uh, uh. Carlos, what is it i'm not sure Ugh. Oh! <laughs> All right. Connor. Of the Holy See and the rule of law. Look how cold it is. Oh my god. With heresy and the practice of black magic. Uh -oh. We were friends, remember, Jacob? <laughs> I stood at your ordination. I vouch for you. You shouldn't have come back, Connor. Take him. Oh, crazy, right? All right, there we go. Amazing. Was this a trap? It's a trap. Oh, interesting. Uh, that, this is a random note I made. Akbar style? Maybe. Yeah. Akbar style. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's possible. Like, would they have burned his mother this soon if he didn't show up that's that's what i was wondering i was wondering if like did they come to taunt him to lure him to come back to the village right and then they were going to kill both of them at some point but okay i mean that that would make some some sense i suppose a very little bit of sense yeah perhaps a little bit it, it, it perhaps explains the question of what were those people doing there Right. Yeah. Why didn't they just show up to kill him? Like, yes. like, I don't understand why this isn't like Beauty and the Beast style where, uh, you know, Gaston leads a, uh, a horde of angry villagers to Connor's place to put an end to the plague, right? Tear yeah. as old as time. That's right. 
Very good. Song as old as rhyme. All right. So let's talk about Jacob Kell. Here he is, long red hair, long red beard. Uh, I was like, I think was that's what this man looked like in the past. I thought yeah. that too. I, I, I had to actually go online because I was like, did they have a different actor play him in the past? Because I was like, he doesn't look at all the same. Is no. he? Is he supposed to be the character in the first movie, like the the priest character who kills somebody in the in the? I wondered that. I had that written down. I'm not sure if he is or not. That would be kind of cool, right? They look similar. Yeah. But that would be cool. But I don't think that's like the dad or Jacob. 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 Mm. Like, because they look kind of the same. Yeah. Right. Well, bet. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe the dad. Maybe the dad's older now. And that yeah. was him in, in the first movie because they both kind of have robes and, and shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. Mm. But mm. this is weird. Yeah, and they so... had that weird like dog leash thing. <laughs> yeah. You mean a noose? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like <laughs> on a it's like on a stick. Oh, hey man, are you drinking some champagne for this? Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was a champagne event. Champagne yep. jam. It's a regular champagne jam, guys. I broke it out for Ngame. Very good. All right. So after Connor gets captured. Uh, and and we find out that I guess you know Connor and Jacob have some history together. They were friends, right? They were buddies. Best they were buddies. buddies. All right. So now we cut later that night, and we're in the jail slash a witch burning. That is the scene that comes yep. next. Uh, so this is our first shot of Jacob wearing like the leather shoes with the little crosses. Uh, yes. And again, these were all added later because they were like, no one knows this character is the same. We need to like signify it with some shit. There we go. In the in the early script that somebody sent us, Jacob Kell is just a priest, like, and that's how you know who he is. The modern Jacob Kell is just a priest. Yeah, like so he, he, he wears like a priest's whatever uh, the collar. Yeah, and we're gonna be getting more into like there's definitely some symbolism that was supposed to be in this movie, and there's something going on here that I think is reminiscent of Highlander One, which I actually appreciate a lot. However, uh, does it all come together? The answer is no, but we're going to talk yeah. about it. Uh, and so let's, like you mentioned, he's a priest. I think that's super significant. And I will also say, I think his red hair is supposed to be kind of significant as well. Ooh. Because we're going to get to it, man. We got to watch the movie. We got to watch Ooh. the movie. All right. So what's going on in this jail? How's this all shake out? So go ahead, Damon. Uh, I was just going <laughs> to say, like, it's a shitty jail and he's like, <laughs> able to break one of the bars out with seemingly not that much difficulty yeah they start like Like, setting her on fire and he goes crazy so several questions about this jacob initially goes up and like i don't know if we're supposed to think he's like a good guy initially because like he tries to give her a chance to like repent and like escape this faith right if she like denounces or claims that Connor McLeod is not of her loins. Right. And she makes like this very incriminating statement about how like if your God's gonna punish me, like I'll find a new God. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Damn. I don't think you're allowed to do that in this it, culture. <laughs> like this is this is yeah. not the time period to do this, ma'am. But oh, yeah. also, like, Connor is not of her loins. That was my question. Is is isn't he are we supposed to think he's like a foundling or aren't we i mean i think i think that's fine i think no matter which way it comes down it's like no man i'm his fucking mom like Mm. like it's her standing up and being like that's my child and we're supposed to like that's i think like a hero moment for her to be like i'm not gonna you know turn on my son he's still my son yeah but also throughout all this like kel is very he does not really seem to want to do any of this like you know what i mean he seems like very like sad to have to be doing this he's not like relishing in it unlike seemingly everyone else right uh also there's i wish this was just done a bit differently i feel like they there's this one i don't know if it's a townsperson whatever i don't know one of the people that helps like hoist her up on this like cross to like (laughs) crucify slash burn her uh he puts like a uh like a powder bag around her neck i thought that was kind of cool so the idea would be that like when she burns it will at some point catch and just explode and kill her to like ease the suffering but it's just some random dude and like part of me really wishes that was jacob that did that because like i feel like at least we can read into that like oh jacob is being he's maybe doing a bad thing but he's 
there's some bit of kindness in this horrible act, right? Or that like, it, it shows that like, hey, yeah, him and Connor were friends and he's got to carry out this like his duty, but will right. give Connor or his mother because he has some respect for her the you know uh the privilege of a quick death or something i don't know but that's it's just weird that it's not him that does it i don't know yeah yep. side note uh <laughs> i had a long detour in my notes here i was like there's no way blowing someone's head off is like a more merciful thing this all seems like bullshit <laughs> right right yada, yada yada i'd eat crow on all that i looked it up apparently this was in fact a, a, a an occasional practice that people did expressly for the purpose of making it more pleasant for the person who was burned Right. So wow. that's that's historically accurate, I suppose. There you go. That's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, it's not it's horrible, but, <laughs> but. Um, black powder. <laughs> all right. So how does Connor break out of this whole scene? So he busts this, one of the this part bars. is kind of cool. Tell I me, think. tell me about it, Mister Cool. Let's go. Uh, so he's like, like grabbing at the bars, and he like pulls one out, and he falls over, and this alerts the guards, so the guards come in. And he takes the fucking like bar and just like stabs it like through someone's head, doesn't he? He stabs it like through their neck, and there yeah, is yeah. just blood everywhere. And the blood and he, in this movie all looks terrible. Yeah, like, all the blood looks bad. Well, I here okay. this is like '70s samurai movie blood. Well, that's the thing is that like. Yeah. Not to say it doesn't look bad, Kyle. Like, it just looks like it's from, like, where are we? Like, that blood doesn't belong in this movie, does movie. it? Like, stylistically, like, what am I watching? Is this, like, an action like gore fest? This is, like, Kill Bill blood. Yeah, yes. exactly. Uh, and, yeah, I don't understand why they deployed this in the movie. Yeah. Uh, the first movie wasn't, like, gross out like this. Uh, nope. Although it was pretty violent, I think. I don't know. This is just, like, nutso. Uh, and then Connor chops off someone's hand. I love yeah, that which, part. That is not <laughs> that is a difference between cuts. In one of them, the hand cut is not present. I don't know why they made that choice, but I want to say the the theatrical version doesn't have the hand being. It cut doesn't. Off, yeah. And the producer's cut puts it back in. You gotta it's, see it. There's a goofy like <laughs> cut where the third guy, like Connor, looks at him like, "Oh, uh -huh. I'm gonna kill you," and like. The guy runs in with an axe, right. goes to swing it at him, and like hits the roof. Yeah. But then and we then get, get yeah, it's a comedy beat here. Yeah, like, and then mm -hmm. Connor goes like, mm, and, and they do a push. The they push right in on him, like it's a hero shot. Like I got yeah. you now. The hero's here. My mom's being burned alive <laughs> right outside, but there's enough like, time for a goofy moment. Yeah, and then like so the the goofy moment ends because that guy gets like thrown. Like somehow, like yeah. he like mm -hmm. magically force pushed through the door, and it's like ha ha ha, very funny. And I guess that guy doesn't get killed, unlike all the other people Connor kills. Yeah, I, yeah, I, right. Lucky him. Of his former family members. Yeah. Uh, in any case, this is insane. <laughs> so Connor goes out. I gotta say, this looks pretty cool. Like we yes. got extras, shits on fire. Like I'm like, is this a is this a real movie I'm watching? Maybe like. Yeah. Uh, so Connor tries to rescue his mother and he's like chopping her ropes down or whatever. Uh, but before he's able to get her all the way off, the, the powder catches, explodes, he goes flying back. She falls on him. The cross, I guess, I think it's supposed to be implied, although there's fire in other places. I think it's supposed to be implied that like when that cross falls down, that's what sets other stuff on fire. Yes. yes. Cause right, we can talk about why that is being implied here because it might've been different originally. So yes, mm. it was. Do we want to talk about this now? I mean, now seems like the time. All right, fine. We'll just talk about it now. So in the, I guess so, the original version, Raymond, do you want to do it? Go for it. Sure. Yeah. The in, in the meaning the script or yeah, in the script and maybe they filmed this way and changed it. That yeah. I'm not sure about, but like Connor was supposed to be so enraged by his mother's death that he burns the village down. And they thought that's not, he wouldn't do that. They right. like thought that later. Like this is, too evil like we can't have him burn his whole village down and like kill his villagers yeah uh, which i'm like i don't know like it's a different time and all but the village treated him pretty shittily <laughs> like yeah i mean uh, slaughtering innocent people is obviously bad but i'm just you know i, I don't know how, how the audience would have taken that 
Yeah, I, I think I agree that it doesn't feel like Connor's that sort of character. But at the same yeah. time, I mean, we don't know a lot about Connor's like backstory. And like if they did it, as long as they gave like some good ramifications of that, yeah. I think it would be okay. Especially, and we'll talk about this later, uh, Connor and Duncan have a conversation in a cemetery later. And it seems to be that like they, they use this conversation, like a wedge is driven between Connor and Duncan at some point. Yeah. And I'm not convinced that wedge is big enough. Uh, it's like a dumb thing. I think if they had him burn down the village, I was like, oh, that's a pretty rough thing that Connor did in the past. Uh, that might drive right. a wedge. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I get the idea of raising the stakes of this instance if it affects maybe a breakup of Connor and Duncan later. It doesn't do that, so it doesn't matter. So it's fine that I guess they, they don't have him burn the, the village down. Uh, but yeah. wow, how yeah. about that? Did anybody else like kind of unintentionally laugh at the part where his mother's like burnt corpse falls off the yes. cross? <laughs> Between the explosion and then her flopping on top of him, it's yeah. a little bit funny. Like, like it's it made me think think of like Sam Raimi. I was like, this oh. is like weird like black comedy. <laughs> like I... <laughs> you're you're well, especially because they just had me kind of giggling about the the comedy beat right before this with the axe. Right. So I'm like, oh, okay. There's like some levity here. And then that happens. And like, there is like this weird, like he goes flying when the thing explodes. That's a little bit funny that he goes flying. Then her yeah. body falls on. I don't It's all just a little yeah. bit funny. Yeah, good, right. good call. Yeah, good yeah here call. we, let's, let's, let's watch this here. Ooh. Boom. All right. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say, don't surround your bonfire with hay, you <laughs> fucking dipshits. Like, <laughs> like, no wonder your village burned down, you idiots. Yeah, bur burn burn the witch, like, a little bit away from your thatched huts. And like yeah, that's right. So after she dies, I guess, like, villagers go to attack Connor, and he just, like, stabs the shit out of these people, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then I guess he's, like, Trying to, I don't know. He's comforting his well, his mother's dead or whatever. Uh, and the he's Jacob's like father, mourning, yeah, mourning, yeah, like mourning over his mother. And so Jacob's father, the older priest, comes over and just puts his hand on Connor's shoulder. And I guess this because Connor's in a, I don't know, like a state that everyone's attacking him. He just grabs a sword and stabs behind him and kills the priest. Right? Yep. But the priest, the priest is like, leave her alone. Or it's his letter B. Right. I guess because he's like, he's a demon and he's going to try to do whatever. Oh, interesting. Or, I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah. And Connor is like, fuck you. And Jacob goes like, Ooh! Right. Then Jacob picks up a sword and rushes him. And Connor delivers him his first death by just like stabbing the shit out of him. Yeah. Jacob just kind of runs into the sword. Uh, so what, yeah. what do you think about this, this setup here? Uh, of Eamon says, eh, I don't mind. I'm like, all right, they killed each other's parents. All right. Yeah. I mean, I that's get dark. It. Yeah. It is dark. Yeah. So it's like Jacob Kell. I'm like, dude, you'd like, <laughs> you tied his mom to a cross and like burnt her. Yeah. And her, his father appears to be the chief architect of this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, later, there's a bunch of discussion, like, you killed an unarmed man. It's like, this man was not unarmed. He was armed with an angry mob. Right. Who burned a woman alive. Like, that is not an unarmed man. Yeah. Like, yeah, the he, justification for him to, like, hate him for all time because of this yeah. doesn't quite make sense. Uh, and, like... And they could have just so let them go. They could yeah. have let them go. Yeah. yeah. Hates them so much that we come to learn that he has been on a 400-year vengeance quest about it, mm -hmm. basically, because of this moment yeah. uh, that has defined his entire life. Mm -hmm. It's because, like, my dad burned your mother alive and, like, you didn't, like, love him for it. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Uh, and it's also not crystal clear to me that, do people interpret that Connor killed him on purpose or not? The fight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Eamon. It doesn't seem on purpose to me. Like, he killed someone, whoever touched him, just 
cause yeah. like he didn't know necessarily that it was this priest or that the priest was unarmed i agree i think because yeah he had just been attacked by a bunch of people and somebody came up behind him and he just like flinched and did it uh yeah so yeah i i don't think this was like a malicious act in the way that jacob might be like you murdered my father it's like i mean i murdered somebody but after uh, to be clear i i say that because i wish he did intentionally kill him oh interesting mm. oh well that would that would make more sense then uh yeah like i i wish that like jacob watched connor make the decision to kill him knowing he was unarmed right and connor makes the judgment like that you're responsible for this you did this to my mother like yeah i will i will take vengeance on you sure and that's what sets off the cycle in this movie um instead it like kind of looks accidental the father is clearly in the wrong about this whole situation. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, then Jacob, <laughs> yeah. Then Jacob gets up and traps um, Connor in a painting. That's right. That's what he does. Yes, that's a. Uh, so that's, that's a the Ghostbusters two joke for the people at home. Yes, that's right. Yes. Uh, so Connor rides off. The, the The village burns down. Right. So that's what's mm -hmm. going on. So a couple of things I want to mention. One. At this point, this village has produced, the Clan McLeod has produced three immortals. Mm -hmm. This is insane. Like, and also yep. like Connor and Jacob, like were like grew up together, right? Yeah, like yeah. in the same era. Right. Interesting. Will they be opposites? Maybe. Um, <laughs> but uh, I like the, the alt cut of this or the, the, like the rough cut. I love the way this scene ends. This is so, I think like sleek, like, First off, this is how the movie opens. Like the rough cut jumps into just the flashback, which I think is okay. Like we just learned that Connor's like under attack and then he mm -hmm. goes to the village and it, it all like is cut together just like it is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, but we get a first. Um, after Jacob dies, there's this really sleek cut. Well, actually, should I just play it? I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, why not? Um, if that's sleek, might as well. That's right. Uh, sleek, sleek, a deeker. All right. Binya, binya. Polywog? Do you remember Gullah Gullah Island? I don't know why I just thought that. Sure. Binya, binya. Binya, binya. That stupid frog. All right, here. I'll give us a few seconds to lead us up into uh, the cut or whatever. Uh, but oops, here we go. So I think this Gale. I think this is great Gale. editing. Gale. And it's it, and it's exciting. Like it lets you know, like, ooh, I got to watch for that in the future. All right, so here we go. Connor goes off with the body, village burns. We see Jacob's body. Yeah. Where's the castle? Oh. There we go. Anybody catch like, it? Wakes up. He wakes up. And I love yeah. the edit right to the it's like, yeah. oh shit, he's immortal, right? That's cool. And then I like this cool music. That's right. The big city, Duncan in a in a cab. Duncan in a cab. That's right. I think that's a pretty slick edit and exciting. Uh slick Willie, my that's favorite right. president. <laughs> Very good. Just kidding. Okay. So that's the end of the flashback. Now we cut back to the sanctuary and res like resume this previous scene. So we get more fucking voiceover with Connor saying my days are endless, filled to memories, memories of the past and Jacob, my mother, bah, 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 bah. Um, So can I ask about this sanctuary? Like, are they in disguise as monks? Is that what we're supposed to buy? Or is this like a weird, like the watchers like look like monks and like this is a cool new direction for the for the movie i think that's what i think that's what a producer might have thought like because there seems to be this bizarre future aesthetic to a lot of highlander properties that i think uh yeah certain producers yeah. uh uh had an appeal to uh i, I hate yeah. i hate this it looks dumb as shit i hate it well, too. they're like future monks go on yeah. kyle well i was gonna say there are different versions of this uh-huh in one version, they are just weird future monks because this mm -hmm. is not, in one version of this, they omit any reference to this being holy ground. Correct. Mm -hmm. Though it kind of looks churchy. Like mm -hmm. I kind of assumed it was holy ground no matter what, though maybe yeah. the fact that they look like monks is what made me assume it. Right. Mm -hmm. In one version, they omit any reference to this being holy ground. In another, ver in, the in the theatrical version, this is stated that this is holy ground. This is holy ground. So I thought they were dressed as monks because it is supposed to be, like, it's supposed to be holy ground. 
so they are dressed as monks so they like fit in there right and on they, the producers oh sorry good whether they're literally monks or not like i didn't press on it too hard because like oh they're monks they're at the church that's fine. right so on the producer's commentary there is a bit of uh like backflipping or something to try to like disguise i don't want to say disguise well maybe i do like to cover for the fact that hey we did this thing we decided just randomly to make this holy ground and there will be kills on holy ground which is against the rules right uh the producers say that the reason they're this is not holy ground they said it never was supposed to be which is obviously not true they released a movie where it was uh they say that they are dressed as monks to disguise like it is supposed to look like that's like the cover that this place is a church or something so everyone will dress like monks so no one thinks anything is suspicious but isn't that mm. also true if it is holy ground yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, like, it doesn't it's, make any sense. And also, it would make sense to put the sanctuary on holy ground. That's, that's yeah. what I was about to say. If the whole point is that you stop immortals from finishing the game, they right? can't, quote unquote, on holy ground. <laughs> I know. It's that there, that there are two versions of this movie where it's not holy ground and is holy ground. It's insane. And like, of course, if your whole goal is to like have a place where immortals can't be killed you have to do it on the holy ground right that's yeah. like the only fucking why would you have a sanctuary if it wasn't on holy ground like if you have the option yeah, yeah if, you have, if you have the option right <laughs> like that makes no sense yes no Not sense all. at all and then it's like that's how bad these guys are is they break the rules right right which i guess you can break because they're not really rules yeah. sure um so I do want to mention something else here, just like a weird bit of movie making, like the style of this film, like how it's just all over the place. So when we cut back from the flashback and like we get this voiceover from Connor talking about how he thinks about his mother and everything. I'm like, wait, what's happening? Is he, is he dreaming that? Is he thinking that? Is he like, is this yeah, outside of induced delirium? Well, that's the thing is like, yeah. I mean, this maybe seems kind of picky, but it really matters in movies. Like, where, what, where is 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 Connor the narrator of this movie, mm. or is this like, are we hearing inner monologue? You know what I mean? Like, what is this about? He seems to be comatose or something. So I shouldn't like. It should be like, let me tell you the story about when I was like uh, locked up underground to a weird sex dungeon in a sex dungeon or whatever. Like, that's not the presentation we get. It seems that he's talking to us current. I I don't know. That's that's no good. Like it's like it's like when you change like a uh, like passive and active voices or something in your writing. It's like that's mm -hmm. what's happening here. It's like who's saying this? When are they saying it? How do I mm -hmm. you know what lens do I view this movie through? God damn it, guys! Hard to I say. Mean, and we'll get into that more too because like the same thing happens on the show with like flashbacks. I think we had talked about like are is the show showing us what happened? Right. In the past, or is this a memory? And that's yeah. a that's an important distinction to make. And it's fine to go either way, but when you start mixing and matching like these storytelling devices, it can become confusing. Uh or just it it's like a spicy meatball. A spicy meatball. That's right. It's a spicy meatball. Okay. So this is crazy. So <laughs> in this episode, we have covered what have we covered? The flashback to Connor's village. Uh mm -hmm. and that's it. And I the think. concept of, and like zoomed out to talk more about the concept of this sanctuary and that there might right. be sanctuary. And we got to see Elisa B a music video or not a music video, but here's a song. So lots of good stuff. Uh, I cannot believe, like we are really going to get deep into this movie. Uh, I think there's a lot this, to talk about. Is this movie going to be longer than yeah. our initial Highlander? Shoot? I think it will uh, I think be. this. Oh, I was going to vote that it's going to be the same length. So we'll see. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Who knows? Write us I'll in. Write us in HighlanderRewatch.gmail.com and tell us how many episodes you think this travesty is going to be. Uh, great. Well, before we wrap it up, we can play a quick game. How's it sound, Kyle and Eamon? All right. You guys ready to go head to head? Head to head, baby. Head to head. All right. Kyle. No head. No head. All right. Kyle, what year was Connor born? Oh God, fourteen ninety two. No, I like almost wrote down fourteen ninety two, like it was an answer. <laughs> like, what? No, I, I think that's definitely wrong. 
uh, also I didn't even like explain the rules. I guess I should just be asking the question and uh, you guys take a guess, you know, like shout your name out. Uh, so, uh, sure. and then we can do steal. So two points and you can steal it for a point. How's that sound? I'm making the rules yeah. up after the first question. Eamon, <laughs> Kyle got that wrong. So you can uh, go for one point. I should know that. And I just don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. So I'm going to say uh, 1500. Close, 15, 18. Oh, oh question number two. Oh, oh you... yeah, I uh, I reversed Max, or I I put Max birth in the wrong century and then sub subtracted from it. Second mm. question, what, is, what year was Duncan McLeod born? Say your name to ring in. Uh, uh, Amen. Yes. You just said your name. <laughs> oh. No, that's yeah. wrong. Kyle, a steal? Wait, is it 1692? No, 1592. You both got it wrong again. Uh. It was the answer I gave to the last question. Uh, <laughs> fucking idiot. I thought you were going to get it. You were like, oh, I reversed the, the century. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, Kyle's definitely then, getting the next one. Then I one, did right? it again and <laughs> added 100 instead. This Oops. was. This I did it again. That's Free right. All right, third question. Where was Russell Nash born? Oh, we are not good. We're doing so badly. You guys People are going to freak out. Stupid idiots. Eamon. Mm Eamon, -hmm. go. Uh, New Jersey. Wrong. Kyle oh, for the steal. Connecticut. No, Syracuse, New York. All Ooh. right. Remember, she goes to the library for the birth that, records. That's they right. They match the signatures. <laughs> that's right. They match the signatures. Very good. Uh, question number four, in Highlander 2, what were the names of General Katana's two goons? Kyle. Yes. Corda and Reno. That's right. You gotta use that bullshit. <laughs> Corda, Reno. All right. Go. In Highlander 1, what is the name of Ramirez's love? Kyle. Eamon, I think you snuck in. Shakiku. That's right. Eamon gets two points. All tied up. I love it. Shakiku. Shakiku. <laughs> Uh, what year does Highlander 2 take place in? Kyle. Yes. 1985. No. Eamon. Wait, what? You said Highlander 2? <laughs> shit. All right. Never <laughs> I Eamon. said Highlander 1. Kyle, shut up. You're done. What, Eamon? 2020. No, it is 2024. Oh, oh damn it. It's so close. <laughs> I'm We're so sorry. Well, you're both tied up, and the last one is just a bonus question. Uh, so we'll see who can break the tie, if it's even possible. What year does Highlander Endgame take place in? Amen. This is a mystery <laughs> to all of us. It's a mystery. Pre present day? Yeah, it takes place in present day. Present that's day. right. I'll give you the win for that answer, Eamon. That's, uh, that's a winner. I think that's the best answer we can give. It takes there place in present day. Yikes. So how angry are our listeners at, at the results of this game? <laughs> Very. We didn't acquit ourselves well, that's for I, sure. I wonder how many listeners are angry at our take on this movie. I do know a lot of people hold this movie very dear. Uh, I think really? I don't know if we're in the minority uh, in people that I'm going to say maybe I, don't like this movie too I much. I don't think so. Uh, but uh, I will also say like, I should have said this in the first episode that like I was excited to see this movie. Like this was the oh, first yeah. movie. Well, I don't even mean that now. Like when it came out, I was in uh. high school when this movie came out in 2000 uh, or almost entering high school, I guess, middle school or something. Right. Uh, like there were no Highlander movies when I like, this was the first movie that got released after I'd become a Highlander fan. Like I had to watch everything, you know, catch up on everything. Like I got into the series by the time Highlander three had come out. So like, finally they were making like a new Highlander movie. It's like, I can look forward to this. Like I'm a fan of this shit. I got to go see this movie. Uh, and so I don't know, it, it weirdly holds a, a special place in my heart of as being like the Highlander movie that came out when I was like a fan. So, I mean, I'm still a fan obviously, but you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, in real time. Wow. Well, so Kyle, you won the, Oh, you sorry. You saw this in the movie theater? I did not see this in the movie theater. Oh, okay. I rented this on a digital volume disc or digital Ooh. video disc, depending on who you ask. Uh, for digital my local, personal disc. That's right. And what's really cool is uh, in the you know early 2000s, that video store closed along with all the other video stores. And I got to purchase this. this the, the very copy I rented, I got to purchase. And it still has the sticker that says, wow, video on the DVD. So nice. Oh. I, I got this along with the source, actually, at that, that same time. So. Hmm. I bought their copy of Final Fantasy Tactics, and it was very great. good. <laughs> uh, so, Kyle, you won the game earlier today. Uh, 
So what, uh, I don't know, what, uh, any final thoughts? Uh, you know, what, do you, what did you think of this segment of the movie? And if this was your first watch, if you can recollect that, like, what did you think was going to happen like next? Like, what is, what's your expectation for the movie moving forward? Well, you know, this clearly sets the, um, and, you know, I don't mind the, the three crosses on the shoes. I think that's an okay signal. And I like, you know, I think it's a reasonable way to cue you in that the, the person you saw at the, at the bombing is Jacob Kell. I think all of that works. However, this moment is the setup for what we are gonna learn is an absolutely cartoonishly insane revenge plot. <laughs> like a, a truly outlandish <laughs> revenge plot. And this scene just doesn't merit it. Right. It just doesn't. And that is like a, a sin at the heart of this movie that like, at some point they just make the decision that, okay, Kel's just gonna be a loon. Yeah. Like, so it, it doesn't, in, in a lot of ways it doesn't matter. But separately, they want to pull on this other thread that Keith alluded to later, where maybe Connor has behaved badly. Like Connor does have some genuine sins he needs to atone for. And like, in some ways, Duncan voices some of those concerns to him. But like that doesn't really land either. So you end up in this weird hodgepodge where like you have no sympathy for the villain because like the plot is just so outlandish. And on the other hand, you like... Connor's crimes don't facially seem egregious enough to justify it. Sure. So like you had this opportunity to have genuine conflict between these two characters and between those two failures, it just falls apart. Like an effective version of this, this scene has us feeling complicated thoughts about Connor mm -hmm. and by extension, complicated thoughts about the repercussions he suffers from Jacob Kell. That does not happen. Right. Uh, and that is, I think, a major plot failing with this segment. Kill, Jacob, Kill. Kill. How are you, Eamon? Uh, any expectations moving forward or just like how you feeling so far in the movie? Feeling better or worse than after the, the second episode we did? Oh, if that's a metric, better. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm. I, was, yeah. I was interested in watching this. I was like entertained yeah. by this sequence. Things looked like reasonable. Yeah, totally. I like yeah, that. Like I do like the flashback to his village. I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, aside that, from like the crazy violence, like which I'm yeah. just like, that's just a, a new stylistic thing for like that doesn't match the original aesthetic of the first film, and it doesn't really match like the TV show. So, again, like there's these weird transitions that happen when things go from TV to film that like the aesthetic starts to change and it doesn't feel quite like it did before. Mm -hmm. Amen. Sorry, I was talking over you. Oh, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I feel better than I did in the first episode about right. this. Like, it's got me like, hmm. hmm. Although I think it's insane, like this is a huge event in Connor's life. So like you would think they would cover this in the first movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh, well, I, I went, back to, I went a... back to my village and burned it down. Like, <laughs> right. Just an aside. Yeah, after my mother got burned at the stake. Yeah. But oh, we're just gonna gloss over that. <laughs> Interesting. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see where it all goes, I guess. Uh, or I was. Like, how does this all, like, unravel? Like, I don't know. I think I think I also, like, was surprised that, like, we just meet Connor, like, right away. Like, I think yeah. in the first scene, it set up, like, a mystery. And, like, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that as we move on. Like, th there seems to be this, again, like, search for Spock, search for Connor element mm -hmm. to this film that I feel like, they they mention like it's gonna be a thing and it's just mm. never a thing it's just there he is he's right there and then he's in the movie yep. so uh and that's an apt point because up to this point keith as you noted like what's connor's role is he the narrator is these his memories what's going on then connor vanishes from the film for a period like that's what we're approaching right and then, like you're kind of focused on duncan and then it like ceases to make any sense whatever we've been doing with connor up till now yeah I don't know. It's uh, this is uh, this is a rough script, guys. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but I'm excited because next episode we're going to be introduced to Jin K, played by Donnie Yen. Ooh, we're gonna Donnie get Yen. some 
some crazy fighting. Uh, I don't know. We're going to learn more about the sanctuary, more cutscenes in the sanctuary, all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so I, I hope I can't wait uh, to maybe cover more than one scene per episode. Uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if we we'll can make we pull it. it off. That's right. This will be a year long podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the never end game. Um, very good. Uh, well, make sure to write us in at HighlanderRewatch at gmail.com uh, to let us know how much you absolutely hate our commentary on this movie and how mm-hmm. you disagree with it so much. <laughs> I cannot. We People are going to flip out, but whatever, man. This movie is no, problematic. No, no. We're going to get a lot of, uh, I think we're going to get a lot of support on our takes on this movie. All right. Let's hope so. Yeah, I think so. How confident am I in that? Mm. Well, <laughs> really? I, I like that we're, I like that we're taking opposite takes on it. It's drama. That's right. Drama. All right. And so we'll be back with some more Lisa B music uh, next week as well. And make sure to, of course, stay tuned for a special Highlander 35th anniversary episode. I love her music video for WAP, though. Boy, (laughs) oh boy. Lisa B. Anyway. Anyway, we've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Eamon. Bye. Bye.